0: Well, it's time to welcome in our next guest joining us right now, live here at the New York Stock Exchange, Caleb Silver, editor in chief of Investopedia. Great to have you here. I'm glad you're here. So uh, a lifetime here watching these markets. Investopedia really um, gives you a a real glimpse at what people are looking at. You have your anxiety index. Um, Let's just start with the big picture, things like recession, markets under pressure. What are people watching here?
1: Those terms exactly, recession, what happens in a recession, how do I behave in a recession, how do I behave in a bear market, what to do, what not to do, but also some promiscuity as always, Nicole, people are looking for those inverse trades on energy right now, how do I bet against the oil sector right now, so we're seeing a lot of that, and we're seeing a lot of folks sort of like scratching for a bottom, especially when you look at some of the really beaten down stocks so far this year, and the beaten down ETFs, they're coming back to them a little bit, just like poking at them.
0: Yeah. I mean, I understand here. I mean, some people start to say, hey, look, I mean, the market's down 20%, I mean, for the S&P, let's say, and more for the NASDAQ. And they start saying they want to bite. But um, in the meantime, you have a very strong U.S. dollar. People are looking for safe havens, maybe dividend payers and things like that, or sectors that seem to be a little safer than others.
1: Yeah, the the dollar is really the story. The dollar hitting a 20-year high yesterday, breaking out of a five-year base. You know what the traders around here like to say. The bigger the base, the higher the space. They think the dollar is going to go higher. Why? That's the recession trade. And that puts pressure on stocks. That puts pressure on commodities. Look what's happened to copper completely rolled over. Look what's happened to oil and cryptocurrency. Forget about it. Cryptocurrencies as a basket are down some 60 70%. That dollar, when that started rising, that was the turning point for a lot of these risky assets seven months ago.
0: Yeah, you know, I just had a great conversation with Jay Hatfield um, a short time ago, and he was talking about uh, crypto and actually sees it crashing. I mean, he was looking at Bitcoin maybe going back down to 10,000, like, you know, down to those pre-pandemic levels and just a lot of concerns about what we've been watching. Um, that being said, healthcare and consumer staples are on your radar. Why is that?
1: Defense. We're playing defense here. We're in the zone. We're falling back a little bit. Yeah. Try not to let that three-point shot in. So you look at what investors are gravitating towards, heavy-duty healthcare. That's a recession play automatically. Yeah. You can see it. The divergence between healthcare and materials, that just shows you people are very very not confident about what's going to happen in the future. They want to be in the high growth, high dividend plays. They're looking for companies that can bring cash to the bottom line efficiently and keep growing in what's going to be a very challenging market environment. Typically, that's healthcare. Sometimes you see it in Staples as well because that's yeah. what we pull back on. And those are some of the stocks and sectors we're looking at.
0: And some of the names, I mean, our names that have been around a long time, dividend payers, even those uh, aristocrats where they you know, sure. keep their dividend, raise it over 25 years, unlike what we saw. I mean, some of these high growth names in tech, they're not even profitable. Forget about dividends and, and the like. I mean, the first thing to go is a dividend half the time. So, um, you had names here that you're watching, like these high dividend payers, uh, Gilead and AbbVie. ConAgra and Molson, are those good dividends for folks they to take pay, a look at? Look at, at the dividend example? yields,
1: 4.75% for Gilead mm-hmm. Sciences, company's still yeah. growing, got some stuff in the pipeline, able to bring the cash down to the bottom right. line, AbbVie as well, that sector's been pretty stable relative to the market in general. And yes. then the staples, ConAgra, I'm looking at that, I'm looking at Molson Coors, TAP, one of the best tickers out there. These companies pay dividends, they're going to grow, they are staples, could be subject to some volatility, especially with the dollar. But that's kind of where the money's been gravitating if you look at it on an absolute basis.
0: Everybody, as I was mentioning, those high flyers, I mean, that brings me to that ARK Innovation Fund that people got so excited about. And Kathy Wood has been running in that, and obviously it's been hit hard. You also have fintech and cloud computing. Um, these were some very hot, exciting sectors. Complete burst. Now what?
1: Yeah, you got to be wondering but if people are, people are scratching. Asking, you yeah. got to be wondering if they're scratching for the bottom here. Ark, Ark, that innovation fund from Kathy Wood, up thirteen percent in the last few days. Huge rally yesterday right. as oil was plunging. That was rallying. The Finx, this is the global fintech index, yeah. that was rallying a little bit. And Sky, the cloud computing uh, ETF. That was so popular, rallying a little bit. Is there a bottom coming to these? These are down right. like 50, 60, 70 percent. These are major crashes. and as you know, anything falls 50 percent, it takes a 100 percent rally to get it back to par. Right. So a long way to go here, but maybe they're scratching for a bottom.
0: Right. I mean, the, the technicals are so incredibly weak, but um, you know, we'll have to do some technical analysis on this crew on this group to see if you have really the bottom formed, you know, do you have that support where it can really start to turn around? Because it's great to see big moves, as you're saying, you know, 13% in a short period of time, but you know, is it more volatility or will it head higher? And yeah, that's Bull people, traps, we
1: like to call them. Are yeah, people falling into the bull true. trap and maybe a little bear market rally here? We're gonna to have to find out.
0: Right, right, but there are a lot of exciting names in there. Tell me a little bit um, also about some of the big names that have done so well. You came up with this list that I think a lot of people are gonna be scratching their heads. Can you folks, name some of the winners here. Give us the parameters. So
1: I always like to bring you a little surprise question. I was looking at the top 10 performing stocks of the past 10 years, of the past five years, I should say. And I was wondering if I could name just three of them out of the gate. I couldn't do it. Yes, you could. Okay, maybe I could have under pressure. Uh, Shout out to Charlie Bellello here who flagged this through Y charts. But I'm asking you, name three of the top 10 stocks of of the past five years and the obvious ones were not obvious to me.
0: Well, I'm the anchor of the show, so I'm not going to get anything wrong. Yeah. But I will tell you, I just did a whole report on Tesla a short time ago, and that clearly is one of the winners, Yeah, right? Tesla's- Go through some of these names here. Yeah,
1: Enphase Energy, up 24,000% over the past five years. You oh. tell me, you tell me alternatives are Solar right? SolarEdge Shoot. Tech, up 1,300%. I couldn't believe that. Tesla, of course, 900%. You got to like the ups and downs. You got to like the hills if yeah. you're going to invest in Tesla. Yeah. Fortinet. AMD, the chip makers didn't surprise me so much. NVIDIA was in there as well, 366%. Etsy, though, Etsy up 445%. Best performing stock from 2016 to 2020 during the Trump administration, go figure. ServiceNow, you see them all over the Golf Channel right now, and Cadence Designs. Fascinating and generic holdings, Those that uh, generator, whenever we need a generator, that stock seems to be very well. Yeah. Oh,
0: my gosh. This is so exciting. Etsy on there. I think a lot of do-it-yourselfers, people got really excited and started ordering all kinds of stuff from Etsy. I've never actually been on there. but. Um What an exciting concept when you think about what goes on there. I'm not sure that anybody would have gotten these top performing 10 stocks over the past five years. It is hard to name these overall. Tell me a little bit. These are great. Thank you for that, Caleb. That's a lot of fun. So I'm not sure anybody would have gotten those. That being said, just the final thought on the anxiety index. That's something that you have really now you have a lot of history. Uh, what does it tell you, what, how are you interpreting the moves that you're seeing now?
1: It is not screaming like a toddler in a toy store when it's time to go, it is pretty muted in some areas, particularly in markets, but people are very anxious about their personal finances, they're very anxious about the economy, so that anxiety index is spiking, not in the markets area, where I think people are just used to this, downbeat almost every single day for the past five or six months about where the market's going. They have a pretty good idea of where it's going to be. We survey them every two months. But they're worried about their own personal finances. They're worried about rising credit. They're wondering where to put money to protect it because they just don't feel the returns are going to be there the rest of the year. And they probably might be right.
0: Yeah. I mean, so 2020 obviously is the pandemic. More anxiety in 2021?
1: Yeah, well, especially as we got into some of those doubts about the recovery and there was the on again, off again, COVID scares, Were we going back into it. So the anxiety index measures terms around investing, but also around finance and the macro economy. It spikes for different reasons. Right now, it's a little muted, but what people care about is what's happening internally, their own personal uh, economy, so to speak.
0: Yeah, this was great. A lot of fun. Always a lot of uh, fun facts, important ones and statistics that uh, we will be watching. Caleb, always glad you're able to come in and see us. Caleb Silver of Investopedia, the editor in chief there. Thanks, Caleb.